Welcome to Pool Boys Recommend, your comedy podcast that is three part boys, one part pool, and zero parts called for, asked for, or necessary. (laughs) That was the best one you've done. Yeah, I like that one. That was great. I like that one a lot. My name's Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davey. And we've got some recommends for you, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get straight into it. And this week we're gonna start with the man himself, the Matcha mm. Man, Davy Savage. Just Davy, Davy Rats. Davy right. Sa- no, I like Davy Savage. Davey Savage I like Davy Savage good. too. I don't mind it. Davy Savage. Last week I recommended that you, in whichever way you please, determine the best email sign-off. It's gonna cause some heated debate, I'm sure. Here's the thing. Um, there's no real best sign off unfortunately you know oh, there's not oh. really a best is, is what i've concluded um okay well Stu, last week i recommended that- <laughs> <laughs> people write emails for all kinds of reasons you know mm. uh, and whether it be to book a table at a restaurant inquire about that used bicycle you looked at online or finally sealing the deal on that dream job keeping in touch with distant family asking your landlord for a rent decrease rsvping to your friend's orgy or what? Sending out the latest edition of your newsletter. Yeah. Sharing your holiday pics, organizing outings, requesting that the quilting club let you back in because it really wasn't your fault and you had no idea there'd be cheese in the fondue and you really can't have cheese. And if they're such good quilters, they can just make new ones. <laughs> Expressing interest in a community pottery club, contesting a parking fine. Following up on that pesky divorce from that your estranged spouse that you abandoned alone in that lighthouse you bought together with the stolen bullion from the Costa del Sol, or just letting people know that you'll be out of the office for a few days. What a colourful <laughs> life you've had, Dave. Sending some documents for review, checking in with your nice dental hygienist who you oh, know is single God. and lactose intolerant. Ooh, okay. Petitioning your local MP about the playground at your local park and how, how the come the kids there are so mean. <laughs> How come the kids? Thanking somebody for a recipe, explaining to your local MP's admin assistant that you don't have a kid and don't see how that's relevant and that those other kids better not be there on Wednesday at around 6.40pm because you're pretty sure your dental hygienist will want to go on the swings but that you're waiting to hear back. <laughs> or just keeping people updated on your height. <laughs> the way you sign off says a lot about you. Does. For the purposes of this, we'll be running through some of the most common sign-offs and explaining what they're useful for. Oh. Mm-hmm. Part one, expressing gratitude. Of course. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to simply and succinctly express gratitude. A simple word of thanks can take a stuffy business email and can show that you do truly care. Here's an example. Dear sir or madam, I'm <laughs> delighted to hear of the exclusive deals waiting for me in the halls of Kogan.com. I'm shocked at the low prices of a television these days. You will be pleased to know I purchased a television through your website after your previous email. Oh, wow. Thanks, David Savage. Classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah, nice. If That's you good. know the recipient very well and it is a very special occasion, such as a, a birthday or New Year's Eve, you might even say cheers to show the ever fun side. Mm. Yeah, cheers. Here's an good. example. It's my go-to, cheers. Yeah, I like cheers. Dear sir or madam, I write to you now to invite you to my birthday party, which is being held at the park near my house. Plus ones are allowed, and please feel free to invite anybody else from the office that you like. Hope to see you and the others from Kogan.com soon. (laughs) Cheers. 
David Savage. David Savage, yeah. Uh, Kogan, Kogan's spam, uh, spam folder is getting a lot of traffic. Yeah. Part two. Regards. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regards are a powerful thing and have as many different meanings as there are reasons as there are for looking at someone. Uh, many reasons many reasons you gotta have a reason you're looking at me and you don't have a reason not all of these are fun and some can be downright nasty like Mm. how some kids at the park near my house look at me when I'm practicing my boogie boarding on the cricket oval (laughs) in order to properly deploy regards it is critical to match the tone of the message with an appropriate modifier something pleasant Mm. and safe is a nice way to offer regards to anybody who you do not know very well Mm. you can use kind regards or warm regards or even best regards if you're really trying to impress someone here's an example dear sir or madam I write to thank you for your expert scrubbing of my plaque and tartar, which unfortunately build up on my gnashes due to my incurable love for foods containing carbohydrates, soft drinks, raisins, and cakes. I briefly experimented with milk before coming to the dental clinic last time, which I took on, which I look on fondly as our first meeting. You expressed that you were also lactose intolerant and were very kind in explaining that milk does have dairy in it and what dairy is and when you took the number of the quilting club that I explained are very good at stain removal, our hands brushed. Do you remember that? (laughs) I did not get a good look at your face. What with it being upside down and behind a surgical mask and the bright light made things even worse. Maybe you'd like to join me at the park near my house on Wednesday at roughly 6.40pm when the light will be dimmer. I will bring the protective sunglasses I took, but I'll explain why that is later. <laughs> best regards. Oh, nice. David Savage. Good use of best Bo regards. regards. There's, yeah. uh, there's quite a deep lore here. I'm, I'm, there I'm is. discovering. I feel like I missed the prequel. I, uh... These are just these are just sample senses. They're, oh, they're, uh, yeah. they're not really, yeah, <laughs> they're not really relevant. No. To sure, sure. Hey, that. Sometimes you you may have to send emails that are not for fun reasons, you know? Oh, it's no. True. It's unfortunate, but proper handling through the art of the email sign-off is essential for resolving disputes and maintaining public order. Mm. You might choose not to modify the regards you give them at all oh. to maintain it's, a strong position. It's scary, yeah. Here's an example. Yeah, I'm glad we have an example because this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Dear sir or madam, <laughs> I write to you to request that you sign that blasted divorce paper that I've repeatedly told you I would place under a rock 100 metres from the lighthouse where any blind fool could see it. I will be back on Wednesday at roughly 7.40pm to obtain the signed document and this time I will have a very important person with me who means business. They know how to clean up messes if you know what I mean. (laughs) Please be nice to them and don't spray the aerosol olive oil in my eyes this time. Again, Uh, yeah. Also, regards, David Savage. Gosh, just got just got goosebumps. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Regards, it's tough. I know. I'm loving the email sign-off cinematic universe here. We got yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In some of the most extreme cases, or if someone's really ticked your grumpy box, Mm. perhaps you can even reconsider how many regards you're willing to give them at all. Here's an example. Dear kids at the park near my house. (laughs) Got their email? (laughs) They have a collective email account. I hope this finds you well. As I've printed this email off because I do not want to email you and for you to know my internet address. 
I will leave it on the bench where I saw one of you smoke a cigarette once. <laughs> now to business. Stop throwing mulch at me when I practice my boogie board in the park near my house and stop asking me for my name because I know what kids do when they find out your name and it is illegal and making internet's videos of me eating shit on my boogie board will not be tolerated. (laughs) I have let our local MP know about you and I believe the Greens party has a strong policy on kids who ask you what your name is. Please find enclosed a haunted email that I have also printed off. Please give it to 10 of your friends or you two will be haunted. (laughs) Regard. Regard. David Reynolds. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. That one was dark. It was was more like the the Schneider cut of this this universe. Yeah. That was an outright threat. Part three. Exotic sign-offs. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hats and bananas for Davey. For some... The thrill of normal email missives do not suffice, and they may stray from the path. Mm. These people are wicked and likely addicted to drugs or dairy. <laughs> and thing. yet, the use of the below sign-offs are not regulated. Mm. Be very careful when using these, and be wary out there, as new street sign-offs are being created every day. Oh, and you don't know what they're laced with. <laughs> For example... <laughs> How about them apples? Oh, no. That's not a sign-off. It is. Okay. For my sins? David Reynolds. For my sins? Your session has ended. (laughs) Comma. (laughs) David Reynolds. Uh, Dukes up, scumbags. Uh David Reynolds. Don't mind that one. Uh, And may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Comma, David Reynolds. That's a MailChimp no one ever read. Thus concludes our first few lessons on email sign-offs. Please feel free to email us for more tips and tricks at pullboyscomedy at gmail.com. Unless you are a kid from the park near my house, in which case, get bent. <laughs> I'm an inch taller now, so watch out. Uh-huh, watch yeah. out. Uh, I use every number between one and 100 one time. This one I'm going to give number 39. 39? 39. 39. Any honourable mentions there for you, Stu? Because is, is there anything that, uh, that we missed out on there? Uh, so, okay, so things that Dave didn't say. I mean... My sign-off is all the best. Oh, all the best. That's all not the bad. Best. All the best, comma Stuart. Um, My and then, but I had, um, I had a boss who once signed off with, "Thank you for your attention to this matter." Full stop. Uh, yuck. Ooh. Yeah. Yuck. It, it, that it, is it, tough. Absolutely. It 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 it, mm. it spurs you to action though. I'll tell you that much. I yeah. suppose so. I suppose you know so. I, what I didn't cover, and this is this is gonna come would come in like later lessons is kind of the PS. You know. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Also like you know appropriately like when you use the the big like the full work email with like the the images and everything. Yeah. And also, people who just sign off with just the their initial of their first name. Oh yeah. Like that's and- like, whoa. What the. Holy shit. Are we we about to fight or something? (laughs) Do you want to take this offline, bro? Whoa. 
You know what? I don't think PS should even be a thing anymore because you, nah, you need- write. Okay, when back in the day when you're writing with ink, you write down your name and then you're like, oh crap, I've got an afterthought, and then you write it down, and everything's already set in stone. You can't re, you can't get rid of your name there. Right. But on an email, you could just untype it. You can just delete it. Put it in the body of the text. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I suppose yeah. you're right. Actually, you're wrong. See, it's just like positioning things like that. Yeah. <laughs> just just has, yes. a dramatic effect, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it does. It does. Yes, you are wrong. If you want to ask questions, search engines are great. Last week, Stuart, I recommended to you to figure out what you're the best at and create a tutorial video for it. Oh, of course. Damn straight. Boys, let's get right into it. Let's, oh, watch, yes. let's watch this video. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, time traveling Davey, and uh, I'd like to recommend that you go and have a look at the Pool Boys Instagram for uh, our, our, the video that Stu's about to show us. In the year 1592, oh, wow. Robert Greene published oh, a pamphlet God. from the grave which included the phrase Johannes Factotum, which roughly translates to Johnny Doodle. The person he was attempting to lampoon with this sick bird <laughs> was actor-turned-playwright William Shakespeare. Oh my god. Johnny Do-It-All eventually transformed into the familiar figure of speech, jack-of-all-trades, master oh, of none. Yes. 429 years later, Robert Greene is a footnote in the list of Elizabethan drama kids, while Shakespeare stands as a giant, silhouetted over history's foggy landscape. Who's the Johannes Factotum now, hey, Robert? <laughs> Today I'm going to show you how to be just like Shakespeare, the original jack of all trades. I'm a pretty bad guy. But first, did you know the phrase jack of all trades, master of none is incomplete? The original phrase is, a jack of all trades and a master of none is oftentimes better than a master of one. Interesting. Although there is no evidence that the additional couplet exists in literature before the 21st century, it's important for a self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades to believe this fact and insert it into conversation at all available points, to convince others of the legitimacy of your floundering and so you don't feel like your life has been a total waste thus far. Now you know what it means to be a jack-of-all-trades, let's get into it. Step 1. Be eclectic and confident. From a young age, be interested and ambitious yes. in more areas of life than it's possible to achieve success in, in a single lifetime. Despite this obvious fact, proclaim loudly and often that you'll be successful in all of your chosen interests. This paves the way for people to believe that you might pull off an extraordinary life of incomparable success and allows the perception of competence to flourish as you slowly become less certain of yourself and career choices. <laughs> Step two, scant and skilled. Back up your large claims of future success by developing rudimentary skills across many facets of life. Be careful not to gain too much knowledge in any given practice, as you risk becoming the antithetical master of one. Oh, we don't want that. Here are some ideas for fields of interest that you might wish to become scantly skilled in. Skateboarding. Learn a kickflip. Pop the skateboard down at the tail end with your foot while brushing your other foot along the outside edge of the board. Got it? Good. You have now learned all that you need to know about skateboarding. Resist pushing yourself further and learning new tricks. The time-efficient jack-of-all-trades demonstrates a sliver of competence and leaves the rest to imagination. Dude. Oh, he's pretty good, isn't he? 
Visual art. Work with cheap but respectable materials, such as Faber-Castell pencils and printer paper. Use your unfocused imagination and begin to doodle around with no particular vision in mind. When you get bored, call your artwork done and categorise it in that most forgiving basket of artistic practice, abstract art. Show it to as many people as possible with an air of non-attachment to your own work. If people ask what oh it means God. or what the picture is of, put it away quickly and scold them for not understanding your genius. It's subjective. <laughs> Literature. Read as many books as possible. The key to this is to choose books with less than 100 pages and skip over the boring parts. Books with illustrations are strongly advised, as the more pictures, the quicker the read. Oh, I like them pictures. <laughs> the jack of all trades, however, is not satisfied with merely reading, but must claim to be a writer as well. Begin by writing poems. Poems need not be long to be respectable literature, and after some practice, the accomplished jack-of-all-trades should be able to shit out a poem in about ten minutes' time. My latest masterpiece. <laughs> tap dancing. Hey. The lost art of tap dancing is essential learning for any jack-of-all-trades. Every single tap step is a combination of four motions. Shuffle, hop, pick up, and knock. This is a shuffle. Hey. This is a hop. hop this is a pickup. How you doing? <laughs> and this is a knock. Congratulations! You can now add tap dancing to your repertoire. Birds. Oh. Be interested in birds and watch them often. Be distracted by birds mid-conversation to contemplate their genus and what their migratory habits might be. Oh, I wonder where that pigeon lives. <laughs> Bird watching is an oh active form of meditation, and meditation is the most mystical of all practices. To impress strangers with your special mind, consider watching birds noticeably and publicly. Academia. Study something broad and vague, like philosophy. Oh. It is imperative that you never finish this course. Some years later, matriculate to another field of study which is just as unapplicable in modern society. Something like theatre or pottery. When people ask you what you've done in the several years between these courses, make no mention of having worked soul-crushing jobs at call centres and retail outlets and simply claim to have been studying full-time at the University of uh, Life. I went to Stu-university, not university. Radical <laughs> <laughs> Tradesmanship. Become a labourer and work in as many varying trades as possible. Always be in training and avoid all responsibility for projects. It's important during this time to eavesdrop on as many conversations as possible, so when you inevitably leave the profession, you can repeat many of the tidbits and appear to know how to fix a running tap, rewire an air conditioner, or jip rock a wall. With everyone believing that you're a skilled tradesman, eventually you will be asked to fix something. Yeah, could you come and have a look at this please, mate? Always inspect the item with a contemplative face, and while you should not attempt to actually fix it, jiggle some tools around and repeat construction-adjacent words, like wingnut, beveled head, and joisting. Check out the joisting on this beveled wingnut. <laughs> Musicianship. Jacks of all trades should be able to play at least one instrument. The key here is to learn just enough to get by, but not enough to be hireable as an outright musician. First things first, oh choose an instrument. The instrument you chose is guitar. <laughs> Let's learn the basics. This is a C chord. This is a G chord. This is an A minor chord. And this is a D chord. Stop! It's important to not learn any additional chords. 
and to now implement the wonders of a capo. Oh my God. Place the capo on any of the guitar frets. You can now use the four chords you have learnt to adequately recreate any song in any key. <laughs> Podcast. Hey. Yeah. Any self-respecting jack of all trades believes themselves interesting and eloquent enough to have a <laughs> The final step, living your truth. Now that you have your far-reaching skill set, be sure to spread yourself so thin that you barely achieve anything of note. Keep this up for a decade or more, and as you approach your midlife, begin to reflect on the value of repetition. <laughs> this is the curse of the jack of all trades. A crushing sense that your ambitions outweigh the time you have left on Earth, reluctantly hanging up your many hats and doing something useful with your life. Now that you know how to be a jack of all trades, let's take to the streets and start jacking off. Try it out on your friends, develop your own style and show off your skills. And always remember, a jack of all trades and master of none is oftentimes better than a master of one. There you go, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fucking incredible, Sue. Ladies and gentlemen, if, Ladies you haven't, and gentlemen. if you haven't yet, wow. stop whatever you're doing. Pull up, pull boys, Instagram, oh. Facebook, wherever we've posted. I'm sure we've posted it somewhere at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And, and watch that video. That is fantastic, Stu. Oh. That was so, so good. Oh, my God, Thanks. man. That, was, that Thanks. was fucking fantastic. And I know that you were writing that about yourself, but it felt like you were talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Good. Me too. <laughs> I really thought <laughs> you were talking about me. I'm, I'm oh, very man. glad to hear that because I was writing it and then when I finally was done and I like looked on it, I was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't just like just me. But it's, <laughs> just, it's nah, the roast. Of Stuart Owen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely did take it as a self slam because I didn't know. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I could do this, I could do that, you know. But I was like, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make it about being a jack of all trades because that's kind of like what how my life's gone so far. Well, mate, yeah. I'm guessing you're now a master of tutorial videos. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That video- tutorial yes, videos. Yes, tutorial hey. videos. Tutorial. That, vi- good. that video, apart from the fact that it was really funny, was actually very good. Oh, yeah, thanks, it's very, very Yeah, good. and it's, very all, it's all made out of found material. So I, um, hopefully we're allowed to post it because um, not, not any bit of that video do I own. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Ripped it all from the internet. So, yeah, hopefully, you hopefully we'll get plagiarism to that list of things. <laughs> yeah. <traits>. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, I haven't really thought about my my rating for this. So I was just too busy doing it. Um, but I will give it a rating now. My rating system is out of a possible 30 stars. There's a category uh, of 10 stars for experience, 10 stars for spiritual growth, and, of course, 10 stars for stars. Of course. For experience... I'm going to give this one a seven mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for spiritual mm-hmm. growth. I'm going to give this one a six. Oh, God, yeah. I was expecting a nine or ten there. Good okay. to reflect, but I did have to face the fact that I have <laughs> just been floundering about <laughs> for about 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for stars for stars... Go and watch my video. Ten stars out of stars. Yeah, baby. It's very good. Go see give it. it. I'd give it 11. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. man. Thank yeah. you very much. As hers today, but we found the answer. Hit shuffle and play. Chris, last week, I recommended that you read a little old book that I read when I was a kid, and uh, it, it developed my spiritual consciousness. Did it really? Yeah. What did it do for you, man? 
Um, I feel like this is a zipperoni coming up on the Chrisometer. Uh, It did not develop my spiritual consciousness. I can can say that much. Um, Yes, you recommended that I read the book Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yeah. Uh, Now, look, uh, (laughs) uh, I'm going to assume that no one listening to this right now, except for you, of course, Stu, Mm -hmm. has ever read this book or even heard of it. I think that's pretty safe to assume. The only sure. person I've ever heard talk about it is you, Stuart. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's read it. I'm pretty okay. sure it's, mm. pretty sure well, it's mandatory I'll learning. I'll tell you what. Is this one of those under 100 page books? <laughs> it might be. There's definitely <laughs> there's pictures <laughs> of seagulls in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so look, if, if you are one of those people uh, who has not heard or read of this book, um, I hope you better relate. Okay, so close your eyes, guys. Close your eyes. Unless you're driving, you can leave your eyes open. But if otherwise, close your eyes, guys. Close your eyes. Okay. Hang on, I need, I need to close my eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. It doesn't take that long. It takes me a long time, Stuart. I'm not as good at everything as you. <laughs> now imagine, guys, that you're in year ten English class. Your teacher comes in and hands around the new book you're going to be studying. Mm. You go home, start reading it. You get three pages in. And you're completely unable to remember or summarize what happened in those first three pages. You read them again and you keep going, barely understanding what is going on. That's not the book's fault, Chris. You think you're an idiot for not understanding, but in a few years' time, you'll be able to look back and understand that it just wasn't that well written. (laughs) Whatever book you are thinking about right now is Jonathan Livingston Seagull. They're the same book. It's the same book, guys. Look, it's books like this that make kids like me think that they hate reading. That's a slam. You don't hate reading. I don't hate reading. But it's these empty, it is these empty self-indulgent books (laughs) that make me feel that way. Listen, a bit of background. Jonathan Livingston Seagull is basically a fable. And like Mm. most fables, it is most effective when boiled down to a couple of lines. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, this is this is my own boiling down, Stu. If you can think you can add anything to it, please do. Uh, sure. Jonathan is a seagull that enjoys self betterment, more specifically, perfecting the art of flying, a skill that is not seen as important within his flock. Uh, so he is outcast, finds his own community of flyers, gets better at flying, and then finds great joy in going out and teaching what he has learnt about flying to other seagulls. Oh, the metaphor! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there are clearly there are clearly a few morals mm. in there that you can take away, uh, but the book doesn't really ever seem overly interested in those morals. Uh, just focusing on other random oh, details the book's about not actually how... about flying. Yeah, but it no, mm. but it, it, it pretends that it is. Oh, you're the seagull, Chris. You don't know. Oh. I. You're one of those seagulls on the dock eating up the chippies. Yeah, you yes. are a chip, yep. chippy seagull. Yelling chip. at Jonathan Livingston Seagull, come back down, eat some chippies. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like those seagulls are onto something. You're Look. a ball and chain on the thin orange leg of society, Chris. Oh, come <laughs> <laughs> Now, listen, you say it's not about flying, but maybe you should tell the author that because he seemed pretty convinced on spending pages and pages saying, oh, he tucks his wings in like this yeah, and so he can fly better like this. It's just pointless. It's dumb. <laughs> okay. I will right. say, 
I will say, I love the pitches. You talked about the pitches last week, Stu. I did love the pitches. You like the pitches. But that might have been because the pitches would take up like six pages at a time. Sweet relief. (laughs) (laughs) Much less of the book I had to read. It's like a marathon runner getting a cup of water. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It can't can't be because of the like artistic value of the pictures because they're just black and white pictures of seagulls flying in the air. Like they're not not very good. They're like blurry pictures. Yeah. In my mind... Mm. There's nothing much better than when somebody much more well-spoken than you shares your same opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in this case, doing that job for me is film critic Roger Ebert. Have you guys heard of this guy? No. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's the most famous, famous film critic of all time. Yeah, Think right. Think Margaret and David uh, at the movies here in Australia. They basically had an American version of that. Uh, he did it for years and years and years. I'm pretty... Don't quote me on this. But I'm pretty sure that the, the the quote and the concept of two thumbs up came from him. Um, oh, okay, right. Very important writer. We very are important. Definitely going to quote you on that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, hundred yeah. percent. Mm. Uh, I enjoy reading his writing, even when I disagree with him, like on his take on a film or anything like that. But he's just fantastic. Oh, that's a good writer. Yeah. And he said in his one star review of the movie adaptation of the book, which looks atrocious. This I didn't know they made that. That's cool. Yeah, almost the same year. Uh, Neil Diamond wrote the album. Uh, and the wow. director got sued by the author of the book and by Neil Diamond. What? So. He didn't get permission? No, he got permission, but the author was like, oh, it's got nothing to do with the book, eh? The movie's like, it took way too many liberties. And it's like, dude, read your own book, all right? Wake up. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. He changed it. Anyway. Was it maybe just that he wasn't earning very much money from his poorly written book? Uh, no, he was actually looking, made money. Yeah, so he was pretty I'll, successful. I'll say yeah, what I will, oh, but okay. it made some money. This dumb yeah. book about a dumb seagull made heaps of money. Anyway. <laughs> it was definitely of its time, for sure. I think, we're, I think we might be injuring Baby Stewart's feelings here <laughs> a little bit. I think this is no. quite an important book. Look, nah, he, he put it in the firing line. He, uh, yeah, that's true. That yeah, true. There's, nothing left. there's nothing left in that tank. Stewart's baby feelings are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a husk. <laughs> yeah. It's just a husk full of fucking beer and TAB receipts. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, here's the quote from Roger Ebert's one-star review of the movie adaptation. Yeah. <clears throat> it is based on a book so banal that it had to be sold to adults. Kids would have seen right through it. The little mm. engine that could is, by comparison, a work of some depth and ambition. <laughs> wow. That's, Ooh, that, that is rough. Yeah, that I, is, I can feel that, that, that hot iron oh, all the way yeah. here in 2021. Yes. And you know what? It was so refreshing to have finished reading the book and to read that, something that is so well written and is clearly says what it is intending to say. Mm. Um, I'm giving this a zero out of two, if yeah. that wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, flashbacks to there. high school. It was clear yeah, to me hey. before I gave it to you that that was yeah, the case. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, look, I, you know, I wouldn't cast aspersions if you if you did find anything out of this book. God bless you, but I certainly did not. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, zero out of two for me, boys. Yeah, that's look, that's fair enough. All right. And I will I will say when I recommended it to you, you know, I puffed it up, and the the fact that I read it when I was a kid and it did sort of like transform my uh, you know my outlook on life is like is a truth. But I went back recently to like just flick through a few pages. Oh, really? Just before I recommended it to you, and you 
you're spot on. Chris is right. Oh, it's wow. really, wow. really badly written. It's just like yeah, you could read it back then when you just had nothing else going on. Like phones weren't really a thing. No, I had a Qualcomm. Yeah. I had a Qualcomm phone. The funnest thing on it was playing with the ringtones. Of course, a book about seagulls is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, as amazing as that would be, you know what else is pretty amazing? Uh, is it the film Home Alone starring Macaulay Culkin? I think Certainly it is. is. Okay. Oh, yes. You guys want to do a bit of a family movie? Now? We'll do a family movie. Certainly do. I hope this is the segment called Family Movie Night. This is where we watch the film Home Alone and only 10 seconds of the film Home Alone. Nothing more. Nothing less. Mm. Nothing less would be a huge problem. I mean, would, we're already rocking on like yeah. 11 years for this watch, so I mean, yeah. we really can't be... We, we've got places to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm getting married to a boat, so, yeah, we're going to see you later. <laughs> All righty. I have a pizza uh, here. Oh, who's that? Yeah. Yeah. We made this character for the first time. $22.50 in 1996 or whenever this Ooh, was. Ooh, okay. That's so okay. much pizza. That's okay. either very okay. good pizza or just how, too much How many pizza. pizzas was that? It was, it was also... 12. This is also 19... 1993, 1996. What is this? Uh, um, it was released. Oh, it was 96, I think. 96, and the the pizza was just definitively cheaper back in 1996. That's so many pizzas. Definitively. Mm, but like 10 or 12. I guess it's hard with uh, the conversion rate and all that stuff as well, isn't it, to work out? Yeah, that's what's tripping us up. It's the conversion rate. <laughs> Uh, whatever <laughs> Inflation conversion um, Guys Usually this is the part of the podcast Where we would Tell our next week's Recommends Yeah But yeah. Look at your podcast screens guys This is episode 49 So 49. next week Episode 50 baby it's 50 The half oh, yeah. century The half, half century. century That's right we're gonna, we're gonna take our helmets off We're gonna hold our Cricket bats high up in the air Yeah uh, As we celebrate our half century uh, It's gonna be a bit of a special guys So we're gonna go through Dave's, Dave's list Yep. Uh, of, of all his rankings, see how those stack up. We're going to check in on our uh, our yearly New Year's resolution, see how we're going with those. Yeah, damn. See who's made some progress and who has not. I also uh, have a surprise for next episode. Really? It's a surprise. Oh, okay. 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 Unreal. And we'll give away some recommendations as well. It's going to we be a, a good, good, fun episode, I reckon. Yeah, it'd be great. Guess what? This episode is like 20 minutes shorter. You got some yeah, free time. Do out. some push-ups. You got some free time. Get a book. Do some push yeah, go get a book. I know a good one. I just heard of a really good oh, one. No, no, it's about no, seagulls. No. no, no, no. Look, if you've got some free time, go watch Stu's video. It's really, really oh, yeah, fun. You, can, you can find it on all our social medias. Yes. Pool Boys Comedy, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, TikTok, and oh. Pinterest. On Pinterest oh, now. We're on Pinterest now. Big on Pinterest. Right. We're, making, we're making a folder for inspiration for a wedding. Ooh. It's Who's wedding? Who's wedding? Who's wedding? Ding dong, ding dong, ding, wedding ding dong, bells. Ding dong. It's wedding the wedding bells. of Davy oh. to his ah. boat. Davy's getting married to a boat. That's right. We're, I'm going right. to get big, a big boat updates as well big next week. Updates. Big boat updates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alrighty, cool. That's the show. My name is Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davy. And Chris, take it away. Oh. <laughs> 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 
I'm surprised uh, I got that. Uh, yeah, I'm very I'm surprised. Too. Now you got I was like, I know this song, but the, the name just didn't come. Ah, awesome. What a week, boys. What a week, What a week. Yeah. What a week. That's that's a that's a chimpmunk that no one ever read.